You're listening to Positively Mental, sponsored by Fremont Counseling. Call Fremont Counseling to confirm the dates and times for open access evaluations, and then simply show up during those times. On a first-come, first-served basis, Fremont Counseling will begin an assessment of your mental health and determine next steps. Exploring mental health and the human mind one episode at a time. This is the Positively Mental Podcast. From the Porter's 10Cast studio, here's professional counselor Lance Godey. Welcome to Positively Mental, everyone. I'm Lance Godey, and I'm joined by my co-host, Tara Carr. But today, we are remotely recording this session since we can't physically be in the Porter's 10Cast studio. Uh, Thank goodness for technology and Zoom, as Tara and I can actually still see each other, but we can record this uh, and get it out to those of you who really wanted a new Positively Mental. Uh, That may have only been a handful of you, but I promise I did have requests. So welcome back, Tara, and I'm so excited to have you co-hosting on a full-time basis now. So we launched our last podcast on March 20th, right as this COVID-19 thing really started to blow up. And here we are, three weeks later, and Tara and I both really wanted to revisit that topic and talk a little bit about how both of us are doing and really encourage all of you out there to think about how you are doing along with us. Tara and I have talked to each other several times over these weeks, and now we want to talk to you out there to help continue to help lower hopefully, your stress levels. So just as a reminder, uh, this podcast is not really going to talk to you uh, or or not be us telling you about all the details of what COVID-19 is or is not. Um, We may dabble in that a little bit, but our intent is really to speak to how you can get through this whole experience as positively as possible. Because folks, We both strongly believe that we are going to get through this. As we predicted three weeks ago, uh, there were some bumps in the road. There have been some moments of sadness and moments of grief. Our routines have definitely been disrupted, and many of us are struggling with working from home, schooling our kids at home, and being encouraged to never leave our homes. So Tara, I think it's still a good idea to remind our listeners of some of the tips that we shared a few weeks ago, as I think they still apply. So some of those tips, for example, are the good hygiene practices. Um, Obviously, wash your hands a lot and practice that social distancing that we're all getting so very good at. What do you think, Tara? So I want I want to talk about I want to talk about the hand thing. So as a grown woman, I thought I knew how to wash my hands. I did not know how to wash my hands appropriately. And so in our house, we have what is now called we are calling the Corona cloth. So our hands are so grizzled that literally I think I need a pedicure for my hands from washing them so much. But for us, it's a small price to pay for what we're going through and to keep each other and everyone else safe, right? So there's a good video on Facebook about washing your hands. There's um, black ink or some such 
thing and it shows you how really Corona clot is real. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I think it's a good idea to remind yourselves that, you know, you got to keep watching if you're having any kind of contact with kind of the outside world, but even just contacting your inside world, it's just not a bad idea to get into that habit and keep that habit going. Absolutely. The other thing is routine. Um, you know, setting up a schedule for yourself and your family. I've seen a lot of posts over the last few weeks about how people have really started to refine their schedules. Some have noted that their schedules were really militant right at the beginning and everything was very perfect. And then there's been a lot of relaxation in the schedules over the last couple of weeks. And, and certainly that's fine. Uh, that we have to be careful to find things in balance. Um, still finding ways to be kind and grateful in, in this uh, time. Uh, to sleep well, staying to a good sleep schedule. That's both for uh, adults and kids. Uh, I think there'll be a, a lot of benefit there. The exercise, uh, getting outside to walk down the down the street, around the block, do a little yoga, climb the stairs a few times, something. You know, I, I know we have to find that in balance with the social distancing guidelines, but, you know, there's ways that you can still get out of the house and not turn uh, completely crazy by the fact that you never leave your house. Uh, sticking with mealtimes and practice good eating habits. Be careful. Uh, I've heard, seen a lot of... Uh, comments about how the danger of gaining weight because you're never leaving the house and all you do is have time to eat. So, uh, you know, you have to be careful there. I know. Sorry, Lance. And also yeah. I want to remind people to remember to eat because once again, I'm a person in stressful times that does not eat. Something shuts off in me and I don't want food. And so it's just as important to keep yourself nourished. You bet. And that schedule, that should be part of your schedule, eating at certain times of the day and sticking to that schedule, even if it's a you know, a little bit of eating is better than not eating at all. Uh, find ways to laugh. I know at the college we have uh, in some of our um, email communication that we have, we have our chief information officer who sends out a laugh of the day to all of the staff. Uh, sometimes they're cartoons, sometimes they're memes, different things that just kind of lighten a little bit. Uh, our employee engagement group has started to do some activities that are much more fun, humorous types of things. You know, really finding opportunities to laugh and to be light in this time is extremely important, I think, as well. Uh, play, uh, you know, whether it's board games, video games, you know, whatever it is, find something to to enjoy that completely disconnects you from the seriousness of things around you. So, um, and the last thing is really just staying as connected as possible. Um, as I mentioned before, Tara and I have talked uh, several times over the last few weeks. Uh, thank goodness for Tara who, you know, for her own purpose and, but even for reaching out to others is that, you know, she's purposefully called people, called me, and, and I appreciate that because I'm not one typically to pick up a phone and call someone. So, um, you know, it's you know, forcing yourself to make those human connections, especially if you happen to be by yourself or, you know, you don't have kids at home. 
is that it may be a little bit harder for you to interact with somebody. So make it purposeful, get out there and uh, connect to humanity. So Tara, how have the last three weeks been for you? So <laughs> it's been interesting and I've learned a lot. Uh, so I was, I, I'm obviously social distancing and something that has really helped me keep saying is checking on other people. And I know that this isn't something that innately, I, I'm a very extroverted person and I need my, my friends. But what I find, what I'm finding through this is that my friends need me as well, but they don't know how to tell me that they need me. And so something that's really helped me is to, like you said before, is to reach out to them and just text them or Skype them or Zoom them. That's been really helpful for me. I'm a, I'm a person that um, usually is chicken little, the sky is falling when something happens early on, but then I kind of mellow out. And so my freak out was very, very early on in this. I would say probably after our last podcast, my last, uh, the, couple, the days before that were, or the days after that, excuse me, were my worst days because I was, you know, just ramping myself up. But I found, um, I found kind of a piece in this. I, I don't know what's going to happen, but I know that I'm going to get through it. And that positive attitude and keeping those structures in place, like you talked about, have been critically important to me. Um, I didn't realize how much I love Yahtzee. <laughs> it's been years <laughs> since I've played Yahtzee, but the, and I, I would say probably like everybody else, I, I have my moments, but I'm okay. Right, right. And I, I, I would guess there are a lot of listeners out there that are kind of going through that same thing. Early on, it was really hard and it's gotten a little bit easier as, as time has gone on. You know, you get used to a certain set of activities. And, and I've heard something, Tara, and I maybe ask, a, uh, ask you about this, is that the concept of the new normal, that somehow this new, what the way we're living our lives right now should be the new normal. And I've kind of pushed back against that is that I think my perspective is, is we're just kind of going through some upheaval and some weirdness time, but we'll get back to a normal prior to this COVID thing that kind of puts us back there. Now, hopefully we can apply some lessons from this experience, but what are your thoughts on the new normal? So... Lance, I'm completely up your alley. I, it frustrates me when people call this the new normal because there is nothing normal about the situation that we are going through, in my opinion. We are adjusting to life that is very different than any time in our, I mean, in lifetimes. There's nobody that's gone through this, right? So we don't know what's going to happen, and that is not normal. So I like to call it an adjustment. For me personally, it's an adjustment. I'm adjusting to the way um, that our... Uh, our professionals and our experts are asking us to adjust to, to help my, my fellow man and, and the people that I love, but it is not normal. And it's, I feel like for me personally, that by calling it normal takes away the grief and the stress and the fear of this. And so I'm just calling it, I'm adjusting, which right. humans do, right? They adjust. And so for me, it is just, you know, I don't want to make assumptions about what's going on and calling it the new normal to me makes assumptions. And I, I just, it's, this is reality right now and I'm doing my best to adjust. That's right. how I'm looking at it from my perspective. Gotcha. No, I think that's good. 
So, you know, I, I get a number of emails and texts and stuff that I, I sign up for. Uh, they kind of, I've, I subscribe to those and, and the, my intention hopefully is to help me professionally, but also personally. And I, I get one uh, routinely, I think about once a week from a PhD psychologist that calls them leading with heart messages. And it's, it's interesting, you know, they're short but impactful reminders of how everyone can be leaders in their family in their community, in their jobs, you know, wherever they happen to be. And it's interesting because it, it came in uh, Wednesday night. And I always kind of look at these as opportunities to be or something where they're just, they come at the right time. I just, I open you, you open yourself up to these messages and all of a sudden these messages start coming in. This one spoke to me. Um, she was talking about having spoken with some coworkers. One of them mentioned to her that they cried last night, or that one of them expressed that they're having a hard time with all of this, um, that they're disappointed that their plans have had to change. And she noticed that many people are talking about their feelings more openly. And if there is a silver lining, perhaps some of the quote unquote new normal or the things we can apply to when things do get back to normal, is it's nice to think that maybe people can get in touch with and feel more comfortable with tying into how they feel and not necessarily minimizing those feelings uh, because she noticed that people would have a tendency to give but statements after their expression of their feeling. So I feel this, but I have to put it in perspective since I know others have it way harder or it's nothing compared to what people working in hospitals are going through or in the big picture, I shouldn't feel this way. And I think, you know, as she was describing it, it really struck me that, that it's okay to just feel it's okay to just have those feelings and express them and then that's it other people are having their feelings and and that's okay um, she noted that mr rogers you know the great mr rogers taught us as children that anything human is mentionable and anything mentionable is manageable so when we talk about our feelings they begin to feel less overwhelming. And I really, you know, you know, I think maybe, maybe, I don't know, what are your thoughts on that as, as, as you're feeling things during the moment of stress or anxiety, is it important to express those things? I personally, I think that that's a good practice. There's no such thing right now for me personally as oversharing. Um, I, I really want people to understand that their feelings are, val are valid. And just because we're not on the front lines and we're not a nurse or we're not, you know, there's no but to how you feel. It, that's real for you, right? It's real. And you become kind of a, a shake and Coke bottle. If you don't let that out, you're going to explode. And this is a time that I really want to mention something about that. If, you know, there's a lot of people that are in situations 
with um, people that might not be as kind as they are, and they may be abusive to them. And my please reach out to the resources that we have in our community if that is the case, because they are here to help you. I worry about the people that don't are, are bottling this up and they're not sharing that or they're in a situation that's hard for them and they're not able to find resources to let go of some of that frustration or that fear. Right. This is just, this is, it's extraordinary times and we need to make sure that we're helping those people right. as well. No, I agree. Any other tips or suggestions that have come up for you that you would share uh, in addition to the ones that I mentioned or, or, you know, the thought on, on expressing, expressing your, your feelings, anything else you would add to that? I have a couple of things. Don't practice what ifs. This is something that's been very beneficial for me. You know, there's a time when you play the tape to the end, right? You, you, you're trying to plan for a day and you're, and you're setting your steps, but for me personally, I'm not going to, what if I lose my job or what if I don't have enough rent? I, I, I have to only deal in the day-to-day -day reality. For me, I have to live day-to-day. -day. I have to live in the now. That has helped me tremendously because every time my mind goes to something I've seen on the news and, oh, what if this happens or what if that happens? I'm not as effective. I'm, I'm, I'm certainly not as healthy. So I am practicing very much being in the now. Um, and it's difficult. You have to really anchor yourself to that and remind yourself, but it, it, it doesn't do you any, because the what ifs, nine times out of 10, that I spend so much time spinning out over something that never happens. And reality is never as bad as my mind makes the future, right? So that's something that I'd like to just uh, maybe share with everybody. Is that something that really helps me? Another thing that has been important for our family is that we ask each other every single day, how's your mental health? It's just, and we just say, how's your mental health? Two or three times a day, we ask that. And it's been very beneficial for us because we can kind of gauge who, who needs the resources of our, in our family, you know, to help them out of a bad situation. So those are some things that I'd like to share. No, I think those are great. You know, I, I have a tendency myself to be a bit of an introvert. And I kind of alluded to that when I was thanking Tara for reaching out. But uh, honestly, I, I don't like that right now. Um, I've found that with my wife, who is out of town, she's helping our, our son and daughter-in-law with their new baby. And as much as I can appreciate being by myself, I need some interaction. And I don't know how others might be going through the same thing. You know, I miss going to work, having that separation of a workspace and a home space. Uh, right now, uh, they are one and the same. I'm working from home. I'm living at home. And it's, it's, I've appreciated phone calls and texts from friends like yourself. Um, but I would definitely challenge those extroverts out there to think about your introvert friends. But also you introverts need to think about your extrovert friends. Both of you need to reach out to each other, stay engaged, set up some Zoom meetings, maybe even get creative and have an in-the-car lunch date in a parking lot somewhere. I'm not sure, you know, whatever still works within whatever guidelines you're having to follow. What are your thoughts about that, Tara? I agree. So as an extrovert, my recharging is going to work. My recharging is being around others. So being home is very, very difficult for me. 
and I'm doing the same things. I'm checking on people. Um, Lance is my safe friend. So when I have my moments of doubt, I call Lance and I talk to Lance and of course, you know, he's trained in this. So his soothing, reassuring voice really helps me out. But yeah, I mean, we just have to stay connected guys. And we're going to get to a point where we're going to reconnect and it's going to feel really strange if we don't keep these connections. At least this is just my opinion, but we're going to, we're so isolated right now that it, me personally, the more that you stay engaged with people, even just mostly don't talk on the phone anymore. They just text, especially young kids, just respond. So, and also know the people that you're talking to. I have a lot of friends that are introverts. If I call them all the time, it's going to freak them out. Right. So I, I kind of try to gauge and check on them like maybe once a week that that's personally how I'm working within my social realm to, to handle this. Um, another thing I want to make sure that people know um, to do is, I, I, I don't know if this is a true statistic, but I'm sure that the hotlines um, for suicide and people that are having bad thoughts are blowing up right now. If you feel that one of your friends is having a problem or you just feel like something's not right, just text them the numbers, text them, you know, information about where they can get resources. I'm, I'm very concerned about people's mental health right now and how they're handling this because it is so I mean it's just crazy right and and I I would argue that there are concerns for both extroverts and introverts it's yes. not it I mean maybe we would somehow think that the introverts are the most in danger uh, because you know they have a tendency to isolate themselves but I think the extroverts can can also have problems from being isolated so away from their their social environments that help recharge them so we really have to as a as a group as a humanity really keep an eye out on both sides that was definitely my my agreement and, and my point is that both sides have to watch out for each other yep we're in this together lance we are us introverts and extroverts. I mean, look at you and I, <laughs> best right. of friends, right? And right. we're completely on the opposite spectrum. Right. So when we were talking about this three weeks ago, we also talked about avoiding Facebook uh, and the mass media. It would seem we were right on. Uh, the number of conspiracy theories, uh, virus cures, new recommendations have been coming out of everywhere. Um, do you find yourself going deeper on those or have you avoided them consistently, Tara? So this is up and down for me. Um, Facebook is off my phone. That app is gone, man. I still check it, but I love seeing people's lives. I love seeing that they're still continuing with, with their lives, but there was so much nonsense on there and I, I just had to let it go. And I've honestly not missed that. I mean, I check it because that's how people, you know, connect and I, you know, messenger and that sort of thing, but it's off my phone. So I don't have that compulsive need to hit that app and, and get on Facebook. That has not been healthy for me personally at all. I, but once again, it's up and down. I, you know, I, I read the Washington Post and it's almost voracious at times that I just consume that. I'm doing my best. And, right. and I guess that's what I would say to everybody. Just do your best. You know, changing a habit is a very difficult thing. And in a pandemic, changing a habit. So be kind to yourself about that and maybe just step back. You know, cutting things off cold turkey is, is a very difficult thing for being. Right. And so be kind to yourself. But 
try to try to make smart choices or more smart choices, I guess I would say that would that would be my personal experience. You know, and I, I think that's a good point is that you kind of almost look at this as a um, how to stop something, how to quit something. Cold turkey doesn't work typically well for many people. There are a few people out there that do that, but you have to evaluate what is going on in order to evaluate that it's not working well for you. So being able to, even if it's a, a four week, it's like giving it up for Lent. Like you just, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to give this up for a while because it's not working for me right now. And I need to disconnect from these messages, you know, but it's hard to do that if you're in, in it. So right. you know, I would encourage people to really take a step back and ask yourself, are the messages that you're getting from the media, from social media, anybody, anything, anybody out there, if they're not helping you, then maybe you need to take a step back and, and really take a break for a period of time. Right. And you know, you and I were positively, positively, positive people or positive thinkers, but I, I would caution people as well. You can't, take away the fear by constant, you have to experience the fear. You, you can be positive, but you have to, you have to feel too. So if there's this sense that you always have to be on or positive, maybe I guess I would ask you to look a little deeper because everybody is human here, right? And we, we have feelings and we have emotions. And I guess the message I want to convey is that you don't have to sit in it the whole time. You can, you can still put, you know, do something positive for yourself or say, at least we've done this. So as an example, my husband comes home every day for lunch now. This was not always the case. We, you know, we're both working. I love, we're having two meals a day as a family. That's a positive thing for us. And we, right. we discuss difficult things at the table, but at the same time, we have that positive time with one another. And so looking for those little nuggets that really work for you has been helpful for me. Yeah, no, absolutely. So we've talked a little bit about in the past about kind of anxiety and even depression that can increase during these times of stress. Um, what do you feel like you're doing that might help people out there, Tara, that, that you could share? Well, I'm sharing hotlines. Um, I am posting about if you are uh, in a domestic situation that is unfavorable, text me that you need a Mary Kay order yeah. and then let me know that you need a lot of skin cream and then you can give me your address. Those are little things. I, I same time, I'm just reaching out to people. Um, I'm trying to take care of myself so I can take care of others later. I, I think that's an important point. We're going to be needed, right? Life is going to start coming back and I need to make sure that I'm ready so when I get there, I'm, I'm a better resource for the people that I love. I'm, I feel terrible about this. So across the street, we have a little old um, gentleman that I went to the mailbox yesterday and we had a conversation across the road. I've never had a conversation with that neighbor and I could tell that he needed to talk. And so I just talked to him and asked him questions. And we just sat there and, and kind of got to know each other a little bit. And the fact that it took a pandemic for me to know my neighbor was really disheartening. And so I guess what I'm trying to say is that we're all neighbors. We need to help each other. Just keep yourself healthy so you can help others. Right. And those are the, those are the kind of things that I really would hope 
do continue, those are the things that hopefully this experience gives us a glimpse of how we can be better uh, because of the experience. Um, so one thing that I've been concerned about, and I wanted to talk a little bit about this, is what I'm going to call, and I, this is my term, nobody else that I've seen has come up with this at this point, but uh, what I call virus shaming. Uh, it's that, you know, if you're not wearing a mask when outside, if you have to go to the store or driving to work because you're one of the great essential workers, whatever it is, people are actively casting shame and other disparaging remarks towards those people without truly knowing their situation. Now, while I know that some of that comes from a place of fear, and, and I, I totally get that, I would encourage everyone to take a step back and be careful in your judgment of others. Um, it's a bit of a walk a mile in my shoes before judging me. Uh, it's that kind of thing to me. And I, I believe that social distancing should never be meant to take away our shared humanity and our need to be a social animal. Even as an introvert, there's still a need to be a social animal. To just, We just need to be careful about that. Any thoughts on that, Tara? Yeah, I have a couple. So my thought on that is that people are still trying to control what they can't control. We were hoarding toilet paper a couple weeks ago, right? So if you see somebody out there and you are feeling out of control, you feel a sense of control if you can tell them kind of what to do, right? And so I, I think it's a human reaction, but I it's made me very sad. So I'm a runner and I can't tell you the looks I get when I go out and run. It It's, I'm just doing what I can do for my mental health. And I I agree with you completely that you need a sewer. I don't know how to sew a mask. I need a mask. So I had to reach out to a friend to get a mask. So how many people out there are like me that don't want to ask for help, that don't know how to even protect their face, according to the CDC, you know, that you, you don't want to spread to others is what they're saying. But at the same time, I don't know how to sew. And so I didn't have a mask until two days ago because I had to reach out to a friend. And there's a lot of people that just don't feel comfortable doing that. And I'm grateful for my friends for sewing me a mask. I just don't have those skills. So I, that's an example that I would like to give personally about Somebody may have misconstrued me not wearing a mask, but it's because I truly just did not know how to, to, to work that. Right, right, exactly. You know, I, I just, my, my message really is just to be careful. You know, people, people are, most people are doing the best they can, and they may just need to, to have a question asked right. of them is, can I get you something is, you know, and, and recognizing that, uh, they are where they're at and, and they're doing the best they can. So I hope we can, one of the things is, is and you mentioned it, is that control. Um, finding the things in your life that you can control. Uh, the more you can control, the more those natural chemicals in your brain are increased. It helps keep depression at bay, anxiety at bay. It's important to act and to keep busy with things that you can control and have an impact on. If you are at home with the kids, make sure that you're doing school, 
create that schedule, stick to that schedule, have the recreation time, but also get outside. You know, find the ways to keep those social distancing guidelines, but still doing something that that extends beyond your just your little home and your little environment. Um, I know I I watched the Tiger King on Netflix <laughs> just for fun. Uh, and while I'm not sure I'll ever get those six hours of my life back, I did laugh a lot. Uh, it was an interesting experience. Uh, I mentioned before, I think it's really worth repeating and reminding folks to be careful about that information that they're taking in, uh, whether it's rumors, in, downright incorrect information that just in the last three weeks has been incredible. I mean, there's just been tons of stuff out there, whether it's, you know, being careful and listening to things from all sources is extremely important, but stop, uh, stop for several moments, pause and really assess who is saying these things and ultimately decide if it's truly worth believing and sharing. If it's not, be skeptical and don't share it. Um, just don't spread it. Talk about spreading a disease that's worse than COVID-19. That's definitely it. Um, any thoughts on that, Tara? It's been very interesting to me to see this. Um, for me personally, I don't have enough data yet to make any determinations about where we're going or how we're going. I mean, the experts are even the, you know, the data and the curves are, are different in different models. I, I just feel like we just need to be super careful about what we're sharing. I, we want to, because they want to help and they, again, want to feel in control. I think it's an important message because, and that's one of the reasons I really had to get off Facebook is because I was seeing things that I was like, I, I can't be a part of, of spreading misinformation. I, I just, I, I cannot do that right now. I have right. to be responsible for my, for people I love. So what, what light at the end of the tunnel do you see from all of this? I mean, here, here we are three weeks after our last uh, podcast. Um, we're three weeks into something that might be another, I don't know. I mean, who knows? Like you said, even the experts don't know for sure. It could be three more weeks. It could be six more weeks. Any particular light at the end of the tunnel that you see for from this experience? Yes, absolutely. Connection. You know, it's really interesting. It took a pandemic and being at home to to realize how important you know, lunch is for my family, myself. Um, Slower paced. I, I think that this world moves very fast. I think we live in an age where information is, this is an opportunity for us to relish a, a, a slower time. You know, we're making meals. My, my son is teasing me. He's like, I do dishes two times a day now, mom. Well, <laughs> there's a benefit to that. We're, we're eating at home. We're, we're staying connected. And I think that slower pace sometimes gives us pause to realize some of the benefits and the blessings that we have in our life. And that's what I hope comes from this is that we have a deeper connection with one another and that we, we recognize and realize how important um, others are, even if they're not connected to us personally, there's so many people out there in the world that have information or knowledge that may be lost during this. And we, we need to recognize that 
we're all in this together and we need to listen to the people that are telling us how to, to stay as the most safe that we can through this based on the knowledge that they have. And th those are the things that I'm relishing through this. What about you, Lance? You know, I, I would agree 100%. And I think that's where I'm putting my hope and my light uh, is that as much as I want to, I definitely want to go back to my work, to, you know, go back to my office. I miss my office. I miss that experience of being right next to people. Uh, it has really forced me to value those people, to value my, my friendships and recognize that we all can do a better job of connecting with each other. Uh, and hopefully this experience has brought to light that we need to do and continue to do a better job of connecting with each other, taking care of each other, thanking each other, being grateful for each other. Whether you're an, uh, a hospital worker, whether you work at Walmart, whether you're a law enforcement officer, wherever you work, we're all so interconnected and it just takes the one big worldwide event to recognize that, oh yeah, remind us, these people are extremely important and, uh, but we're all important, you know? So, you know, that's, that's hopefully the light at the end of the tunnel is that we all take a moment to recognize how interconnected we are. Yep. I agree. I miss, I miss my people at the grocery store. I, I miss seeing them every day. Um, they're such an, I didn't realize what an integral part of my life they were and how I look forward to them smiling and I'm praying for them. I, I want them to be safe and I want when this is over to be able to see them when I go back to the grocery store more often. And uh, it, it's just a sober reminder that we're all, like you said, we are all connected. Yep. Yep. So there are plenty of people out there just like Tara and I that are maybe struggling, but we should and we must recognize that together we can get through this. Uh, let's not work to divide or to shame or to blame or otherwise deny our shared humanity. We are stronger when we are together and committed to getting through the event, whatever the event is, those getting through those events makes us better and stronger. So as we come to the close of this podcast, we want to leave you with a challenge on actions that you can take based on what we have talked about. So this week, here is our challenge. Don't forget that shared humanity and how that together we can and will get through this. Work hard not to shame those that are doing the best they can. Seek out an extrovert, seek out an introvert, an elderly neighbor, uh, a family member, make sure that they are okay. Buy some extra supplies for them. Maybe buy something for a local community support organization. We all have those in our community. Be smart about it. And maybe you have to do it virtually, but hug your partner, hug your kids, your friends, and know that they need it as much as you do. Tara and I 
just have to believe that we can and will get through all of this craziness as long as we do it together. And we really wanted to remind you of that today. Anything that you wanted to close with, Tara? I just want to say amen to that, Lance. I think that that was really well put. Okay. So that's it for today. We want to thank you for listening. Hopefully we didn't break up too much. We're certainly dealing with the technology issues of, of uh, a Zoom and, and we're doing the best we can, but hopefully you got something from this. If you know someone who is struggling with their mental health, talk to them, listen with an open mind and offer your support or call a professional. Remember, the National Suicide Prevention Hotline number is 1-800-273-TALK. That's 1-800-273-8255. And remember, let's positively mental out there. And Lance, I hope that the Corona Claw that I was talking about by washing your hands starts to trend because it's really <laughs> important to keep your hands clean. <laughs> <laughs> great message, great message. <laughs>